Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Free Idiots and a Movie podcast. You may have noticed that I was slightly less enthusiastic in the intro there. Nothing to say that I'm not enthusiastic about the episode, it's just the fact that I fucking shat myself when I was editing last week's one at how loud the intro was. Anyway. Well, you know how I feel, because yeah. that scared the crap out of me. I'm Joel. I'm Kyle. And I'm Scott. You're not Scott. Yeah. You lie. <laughs> Scott's not here today. He's still feeling a bit poorly, sadly. But... Oh, it's almost as if he never attends. Nah, it's a bit harsh. Uh, he'll be <laughs> here on Sunday. Yeah. But it's mainly my fault, to be fair, because it's been me who said for the past two weeks on the Sunday, I'm not. I've, I'm not up for it today. That is fair. So. If I... We will get this podcast out, and we will have a podcast recorded on Sunday, unless myself and Scott both end up ill, which I pray to I God we don't. I will run it solo on Sunday, if that happens. Um, give us the option. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, today is a Kyle host, so I'm going to yes. pass it over to you and let you do some introductions. So, today we will be reviewing two movies um the first will be ringu which is the original ring movie essentially um movie we'll also... yes but not piece of media yeah because it was originally a book that then i believe got adapted for tv in japan and then adapted for film see i didn't know that any points for you oh, damn. i love this movie <laughs> it's so good it made me sad that you only watched it for the first time yesterday in all fairness it left an impact which we'll get into later on <laughs> oh god that was horrid um but we're gonna be doing a comparison between ringu and the 2002 movie the ring um joel and i both feel very strongly towards both movies I don't have um, a singular good thing to say about the 2002 movie. I am very much the same. Which is quite odd, considering every review that I'm looking at, everyone seems to love it. And even the people that are like saying in the reviews, I will preface this, I have watched Ringu beforehand, and this one is infinitely better. I have to heavily disagree. Yeah, so... Obviously, I'm a big letterbox man. You know that. The fans at home know that. And I follow a lot of people on there that kind of share my own same opinions just because I find that's really good for finding films that I've never seen before. So if I see someone like review five films that I love the same way as me, I'm like, right, you have similar taste to me. If I follow you, I can look at your watch, what you've watched, and then just watch those. But when I went on to The Ring 2002, everyone I followed was dropping four stars on this one. Four to I, five I stars. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I gave yeah. it a strong half. I would give it a one. I wouldn't go quite as far as giving it a half. I'd give it a one. Um, but I don't know how much of that is because I have seen The Ring before, albeit I was quite young when I watched it. I think, yeah, um, I, I think that's an important point that we need to put out there right now is the fact that 
I watched Ringu first. I watched that film like four or five years ago. <laughs> and this was my first time watching The Ring, whereas it was the other way around for Kyle. And that's kind of half the reason that we wanted to do this double podcast for movie podcast is to see if there was differing opinions depending on what movie you watched first, at what age you watched each movie. But uh, I think I was like 11 when I watched The Ring. Um, it does not hold up to what I remembered it being. For some reason, I. For some reason, I thought it was far scarier when I was younger. And upon a rewatch, The Ring 2002, we'll just call it The Ring and Ringu, um, just to keep things simple. But The Ring was not scary in the slightest. There was no tension, there was no creepiness to it. It was very cheap. Um, Ringu, in my opinion, it built up tension, it built up this creepy factor, there was little to no jump scares. It's honestly it probably one of the best horror films I've ever seen. I have to agree. I very much have to agree. Whereas The Ring, they just utilised cheap jump scares constantly and it drove me nuts. It was so annoying. I couldn't wrap my head around it. And the thing was, they were shite jump scares. Yeah, because I were, I will be the first cheap. to admit, and you know this because you saw Jurassic Park with me. I jump at jump scares. <laughs> at, that no, no. fucking raptor you... came out, and I was off my chair. No, you don't jump. You levitate. <laughs> Just the ring was a great disappointment. In my opinion. Yeah, so I, I suppose we should probably do a very, very brief plot summary. Oh, uh, I can fire this out easy. Oh, if you want to go for it, I'll, I'll leave it in your capable hands. Fantastic. So, I'll do it for The Ring, you can do it for Ringu, because I'm gonna completely butcher this movie. So, there is VHS tape. For the younger audiences out there, it's those weird things that you find in the cupboard that your parents used to watch. Um, VHS tape curses you, you die in a week little girl does all the killing things you die with a scream on your face entire movie is about trying to undo the curse done the Japanese version is the same story yeah. but I th the main difference between the two in my opinion is nuance there's far much more substance within yes. Ringu and Ringu's shorter by half an hour yeah. I don't know what they did with that extra half an hour in The Ring, because in Ringu, it's very much show, don't tell. Whereas in The Ring, I guess, yeah, the extra 30 minutes is because they're monologuing every tiny detail and but telling the viewers how it's all happening. Ringu is also don't show, don't tell, leave it up to the imagination. And that's what makes it so scary. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you don't, it's beautifully like, done. You have to watch it multiple times with Ringu to like truly grasp what's going on and understand like the story. In the ring, the 2002 one, throughout the whole seven days, you see different effects of who it is in this one, Samara, haunting effectively our main character. In Ringu, you get the call when you first watch the video, and then you die. 
there yep. is no supernaturalness in the seven days, and that really lends itself to the kind of secondary or kind of maybe third storyline of the film of, well, is this just a hoax? Mm -hmm. Whereas this blatantly just hits you with the, look, here's a ghost. Yeah, they gave... They took something creepy and eerie, and they just tried to turn it into this like half-arsed supernatural horror. And if it was its own entity, and they actually went out of their way to be like, yeah, this is going to be a supernatural horror, they could probably have made it a really good movie. But they didn't. They tried to keep the creepy factor from Ringu, and they did not do it well. Yeah, I know me and Kyle had briefly discussed beforehand the kind of structure we wanted to give this being that we'll talk, here's something I liked from one of them, here's where it's good in this one, here's where it's bad in that one. Mm -hmm. So I think just whilst we were talking about the kind of subtlety in the, that, probably a good time to talk about that. Absolutely. So yeah, Ringu is very much give the viewer just enough to keep them interested but keep enough away from them to kind of keep it in their imagination. So you don't hear the phone call in Ringu. You see her on the phone, but you don't hear what is said to the person picking up the phone. You don't see Sadeko? Sadeko? Sadeko. We'll just call, we'll call them the ghost to keep it kind of easier to differentiate not differentiate, easier keep it more coherent between the two films because mm -hmm. they do change the name in the American version so yeah you don't see the ghost when the cousin dies at the start of the film, you do you do in the remake I think the biggest example of the subtlety difference in both movies is the finding out about how the cousin and the main character's son were best friends. In the American version, you get a whole five-minute scene of the teacher telling the mum that they were best friends. But in the Japanese version, it's a single line. Yeah. They've <laughs> done that quite a lot within the 2002 version, where things that didn't need to be like beefed out were just beefed out for no reason to add time. Yeah, so um. I have some notes because it annoyed me so much. I was <laughs> writing down every time it kind of just did too much. Okay. So, yeah, whole dead, a whole scene dedicated to finding out the son and cousin were best friends. A whole scene of the son getting himself ready and laying out his mom's clothes for the funeral. This is their way of showing that the son is independent. But it's done a lot smarter in the Japanese version by just being kind of background stuff. Where we see the son is kept, is left home alone. We see him, he's ready, he's got himself ready for school, stuff like that, you know? Where yeah. it doesn't take the mother's character down. But the way they kind of frame it in the American one is, look, oh, look, she's not, like, she's not the greatest mother mm -hmm. whereas in the Ameri in the Japanese one it's no he's just 
able to fend for himself, but he doesn't have to. Yeah, he's self-sufficient, but yeah. it's not because of necessity. Uh, the tape itself is way too long the first time you see it. Yeah. The mirror reflection part of it is completely ruined by not by making it seem more friendly between the ghost and the person combing their hair. Yep. They seem to be friends, but in the Japanese version, it's very much a fear-driven scene. Uh, and the fact that they drag out this ooh, who is the random guy she talking to bit on for so long, only to be have it be the exact same as the original, and that it's her ex-husband is fucking dumb. Did you notice that? I did. I noticed that so many things in the movie were just dragged out for little purpose. Like even the moment on the boat with like yeah, why the, the fuck was that scene so long? Yeah, like the boat was about 10-15 minutes long and it's like all all that you really got from them being on the boat was that a horse died. It just offed itself, yeeted itself off the boat. I still, what was the point of the horses? Yeah, there was no connection that like made any reasonable sense. Like, ah yes, um, the ghost, when she was alive, killed a horse. But what? Okay, what does that have to do with anything? It's, yes, yeah, a lot of stuff like that to just add horror elements into the movie. There yeah. was one scene in oh. particular that really pissed me off, though. Let's hear it. So, you know the scene with the well? I... Um, yeah, you're getting mad now as well, because I got really mad about it. Why are the nails being pushed up out of the ground as if by magic? What was the deal with the marbles? That's like... not even the part I hated the most. And then when she's actually like fallen into the well, which I laughed at, that was funny. That was so funny. It was meant to be scary and ooh, shock horror, but no, that was just really, really funny. Um, when she's actually down there, like, yeah, she found the corpse and all that jazz, but it was so much scarier and eerie in Ringu. Yes. Like, going down into the well to gather the water mm -hmm. and, ah, I think I'm just we'll mad. put a pin in that well scene for now, because I think there's a much larger conversation needed to be had about the comparison between the two ghosts, really. Yeah, and I know I we briefly mentioned that between ourselves before the podcast in the fact that there's just a lot less character development for the ghost in the American one. But kind of harkening back onto the relationship part, when his student comes in and he goes, "This is my friend," like why? Yeah, just what was the point? <laughs> And that's all dragged out just so that when the kid watches the video, she can go, he watched it, and he goes, who? And she goes, our son. Who the fuck phrases it like that? You'd say the kid's name. You wouldn't, just, you wouldn't hit them with an our son. I don't get it. There was... The relationship between the three of them was just confusing. Yeah. Because it was so unbearably informal mm -hmm. no no it was formal sorry it was yeah, very it was too formal. formal like why is the kid calling his mother rachel 
Yeah, so let's maybe get into that a bit. The relationship between the mother and son is absolutely butchered. Yes. Fullheartedly in, agree. In Ringu, it's a lot more about how she feels bad that she can't spend as much time with him. And it's because she's a single mother. Yep. She fe- like every time she's like, I have to work late tonight, it's apology, apology, apology. And then it's halfway through, she gives up on trying to save herself and just goes, I'm going to send spend time with my son. There's none of that relationship in the American one. Like, I don't understand the logic behind butchering that relationship. I feel like she didn't give a shit about her kid in the American one. I have like, to agree. There's a scene where she's sitting in bed and the kid just leaves the house on his own. And she doesn't care. <laughs> it's like right before she goes to see her ex-husband. Did you see that? Yeah. She's, she's staying in bed and the kid just leaves. Just buggers off. Just like, I was just nah, saying, then, what the fuck am I watching? It's like the few times she's actually home, she just screams at him. Like he's just sitting doodling, minding his own business, and then she just screams, get to your room. It's like, woman, why? <laughs> yep. They also ruined the scene of him watching the tape. Yeah. In the original, oh, they booted the go- it. The ghost of his cousin tells him to bring the tape with him to their grandparents' house, where he then watches it. In the American one, he couldn't sleep and he just watches it at home. Uh, It's so dumb. I'm molding. I'm just so mad. There's just barely anything in this film that makes me go... I can see why they did this remake. It make the, the the purpose of this remake to me is them going, oh, fucking English audiences are fucking stupid. They don't have the attention yeah. span for Ringu. Fucking throw everything right in their face and make it impossible to miss the salties. Well, that's this ties into like an underlying issue that I have with modern horror. <laughs> um, show me like any. Like top class 10 out of 10 modern horror movies in the past let's say five years that don't just shovel every single detail into your face with like big flashing colors right you've got me looking um past five years past five years uh parasite that's a horror i thought it was a drama it's kind of horror okay the menu I've never heard of that. It's really good. Um, uh, Last Night in Soho. Oh, the menu has that chick from, uh, whatchamacallit, the chess one. Yeah, the Queen's Gambit. Talk to me. You Um, said Soho. I, I couldn't even finish Soho. I can see what, it's a weird film. I feel like you're either really into it or you're really not. Yeah, I think I got about half an hour in and I was like, this is really That's really right. Weird. That's the problem is that it takes a bit to get going. Okay, that's fair. But 
it's but it's all movie. kind of like see it's not really a horror film it's got horror elements but yeah it's much more of like a mystery thriller movie okay so what like true horror movies <laughs> like true horror i'm saying talk to me the menu to an extent it's not scary but it's still a horror film see i was actually looking at talk to me and it's so good i was actually really tempted to have it be what uh, our current podcast at the moment is it's a genuinely terrifying movie because i was looking at um the witch i think it's a 2005 one no the witch is a lot more recent than that 2015 i'm fairly certain i had a five in it um you're thinking of the one with and yeah, yeah 2015 yeah Oh, isn't she... Yeah, she's the Queen's Gambit lady. Yeah, and the Soho lady. She's in a lot more movies than I thought. And she's in the menu. Does she just do, like, horror? <laughs> she, she's, she plays a Princess Peach in the Super Mario movie. See, I've not seen that either, because Chris Pratt exists. It's quite good, to be honest. Not gonna lie. Uh, I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt's voice. That's it's fair. the only reason I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, looking through it, the only other banging horror recently I can think of is Skinnerink. I that do need to watch that. That film kept me up at night. You know what? I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, oh you're going to hate me. I'm going to wake up. See, either you're going to... I'm going to wake up and either you'll have messaged me this is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna wake up and message me going, "That shit was gas," but I didn't sleep a single minute <laughs> because well... it is probably the most divisive <laughs> film I've ever heard of. Well, like, Ringu kept me awake last night, but I think that was from my own doing. Which... I'm gonna send you a screenshot of the letterboxed ratings for Skinnerink. Okay, yeah, that is pretty decisive. It's just a line. Yeah. Everywhere has even ratings because it's very analog horror. And if you like analog horror, you're going to love this film. But if you don't like analog horror, I you're love not analog gonna like horror. It. You're going to love this film then. You're oh, going to no. love this film. Man. Because it's, it's just shots of like bedroom walls and then very creepy talking and audio and stuff moving in the corner of your eye. Oh, okay, actually, that ties in perfectly to two things. So the first one being the little story I've got as oh, to I'm, why I... you kept me awake last night. This story bangs. It's a good story. So essentially, I'm a weird creature, and when I'm doing my washing, I like to hang up my bed sheets on my door, like my bedroom door, so I remember to put them onto my bed when I'm going to go to bed, because otherwise I'll forget. Um... So I had my bed sheets hanging on my white bed sheets hanging on my bedroom door in a dark hallway. Oh, the fact that they were white makes it so much yeah, worse. That's why it was so bad. <laughs> it was horrible. It's just like oh. her outfit. Oh, it was dreadful. It was so bad. But just I finished watching Ringu. I had the lights off in my living room because I was watching it. My headphones 
the audio for Ringu is so good. It's like, zesty. With, because I use quite high level headphones because I I really care about my audio, um, and it worked so well. But when I finished watching that movie, I was like already a, a little bit creeped out. I was a bit jittery. I was like, oh okay, like double checking rooms before I turned off the light, sort of thing. So. I walked out of my living room, closed the door after turning off the light. I'm just standing in a dark hallway and I look to my bedroom door and there's just this white sheet just like hanging in an open doorway. And I screamed. I completely bricked it. And I'll be very much surprised if I don't get a noise complaint because of that. (laughs) Because it was about three in the morning and I just screamed. I did not feel good. I slept with the lights on and I was just like, you know what? Fair enough. That's on me. I shouldn't have done that. It was a recipe for disaster. It's not the first time it's happened, but fuck's sake. Yes, no, it's going to happen again with Skinnering. No, because I'm not leaving bed sheets on my goddamn Oh door. no, but I, there was a bit in the movie that made me scream. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I watched it with Callum and I think it, See, this is how I know it's terrifying, because it's very much a film that would work a lot better if you watched it alone in the dark with headphones on. Well, that's how I'm going to do it, so... I watched it with a friend in Discord, and it still terrified me. Oh, man. I slept with the lights on, and it took me two and a half hours before I fell asleep. <laughs> okay, so... I didn't get much <laughs> sleep last night, but tonight will be better. It me up for a week. For a week, man. Yeah, it it didn't leave me for ages. Great. Ah, well, that'll be interesting. But yeah, that's the story of how I didn't get much sleep last night, and I'm an idiot. So, Ringu really got to me. Just ah, uh, I was so annoyed about that as well. I was beating myself up over it. I was like, you shouldn't have gotten afraid over a goddamn bedsheet. I think it's because, and it ties back to what we've been saying, it's the subtlety of Ringu that makes that happen, because the film is just tension. Yeah, it built up so much tension, and my body just like, held on to it until even after the movie was done, and then just all disappeared in that one nice scream. God, I hated that. Yeah, I hate that movie for that. <laughs> Just before we leave the part of the kind of dragging stuff out, there was one more thing I wanted to add. Why do we need to see the cousin's friend that saw her die? Why do we need to meet that character? I don't know. It's for one scene, it adds nothing, and it takes away, again, part of the mystery. Yeah. I... (sighs) Hmm... There was a few characters that I felt like we didn't, we either didn't need to see at all, or we saw them for far too long. Um, mm-hmm. An example being the old man with the horses. Like, why did we have to see him go for a bath with a toaster? What did that add? And she got over that really fast. She watched somebody die via toaster. And she was perfectly fine 30 seconds later. 
it's done so much better in Ringu because the father who feels guilt instead of killing himself risks his life to help her and her ex-husband get to the well to try and break the curse. Yes. So, I just... I don't like how they did a lot of the characters. No. I, right. Um, I know we talked... I want to talk about the kind of two ghosts and how painfully polarizing oh. they are. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of a very big... That's a closing, closing topic. Is um, there some other stuff you want to talk about here? I'm trying to think. I do need to discuss slightly on the audio again, um, because there is very stark differences. The audio is glorious in Ringu. I fully agree. It's creepy, it's eerie, it's not overwhelming. It's just the right level to like keep you on your like the edge of your seat. Whereas with the ring, it it jumps between really quiet and just basic background noise to oh here's a jump scare. And it's like why? You you could build up to this at least, or you could do something more than just being cheap. I found out last night, by the way, what it is that makes the audio so good in Ringu. It finally occurred to me. There's no background music in any of the scenes. That oh, that explains everything. And that's what makes it so terrifying. Because yeah. so much of the film is just silent. Oh, it's like so there's only though. music when there needs to be. So like when it shows a dead body, you get a very good, intense bit of score. But then before that, it'll have just been silent. And yeah, and so just, much of the film, hear. yeah, you can hear like their footsteps as they're walking around and stuff, like exactly. in the old house, and, and it's nice. So much of the film is silent that you don't get that kind of trope you get with modern horror films of where, oh, the scores just went off. Here comes the loud jump scare. Yeah, but you're left I mean, with that feeling in your gut of, right, something's gonna happen, but mm -hmm. I literally do not know what, and I do not know when. Exactly, and that's what builds it up so yep. nicely. Just, it's beautifully done. And I think that's, we kind of have to thank modern horrors for that because they've kind of instilled it into our brains that silence equals something's going to happen. But because of how Ringu is, there's so much silence, as you said, that yeah. you are constantly on your chair. Whereas back in 1998, when I was born, um, horror movies had a lot of that silence within them, so yeah, you and didn't I mean, really know what was going to happen. I don't, I don't want to just sit here and have people think that we're kind of like dumping on new horror, because there is like the. I mean, it feels weird saying the greats in quotations, but like you can't take points off of films like The Conjuring and Insidious and Sinister for doing that. Silence means something's about to happen because they're the ones that started it. Yeah. But it's more when you get into films like Smile and The Boogeyman and stuff that came out, yeah. say, five years after The Conjuring. Because I think we're still kind of getting out of the back end of that whole, oh, Conjuring and Insidious and Sinister are really popular. Let's just make them again. Yeah. I will say, 
like the conjuring i do enjoy it i can recognize it's not a great movie but Don't i do enjoy I, it. but i just have like a really <laughs> a really weird love for those films yeah and like sinister aside from the last 20 so minutes good. um the last 20 minutes if we ignore that the rest of the movie's so good they did what they were aiming to do with the tension the build up all of that and they did it with musical score and it's fantastic but it's all the copycats afterwards that have kind of just ruined modern horror a bit for me which i've been saying to joel multiple times over the past couple of weeks i'm looking for something to properly scare me and ringu finally did that and i'm hoping skinnamarink does that tonight as well yeah i mean, yeah and i mean just kind of speaking of like the tropes of modern horror i feel like we're now kind of finally leaving that possession haunted house at europe but yeah. <laughs> the only problem is we're now, we're now going into the reboot era. We are, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Some of it's been done really well. Yeah. So I love Saw X. I still haven't seen it. Massive fan of Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Not seen that one either. I've not seen the original Pet Cemetery though. I, don't. It's horseshit. Read the book. Okay. Uh, I'll read the book. Yeah. And I mean, the new Hellraiser was good as well. But then, oh, nice. on the other hand, you have stuff like the Halloweens. Oh, yeah. Which dropped the bot. The worst example of them all the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, what a bad film. I watched what the trailer for that. Film. I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm not even going to bother. Because the original one was great. I love the original. Well, me and my friend didn't even watch the trailer. We didn't know it was coming out. And we were like, oh, this is on Netflix. Do you want to watch it? Sure. And then we were sitting there the whole film like, right, right. Surely it's about to get good. Right. Surely it's about to get good. It didn't. Uh, no. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. I think horror shines best right now in this space that we're in right now. Definitely shines best when it's kind of those independent movies. Like yeah. Talk, Talk to Me was is quite an indie film. I know it's produced by A24, but it was still quite indie. Terrifier as well. Skinnamarink as well. Like a lot of these films that are made with a lot smaller budget and a lot smaller fruit and cast feel a lot more like passion projects really <laughs> shine compared to the studioization of horror where it's just right this film made a lot of money so let's effectively make it again yeah uh, well there is there is like a couple of diamonds in the rough like the new evil dead movie because yeah. that was pretty good well that's the 2013 one yeah, it's there's still a new there's a newer one oh, that's just as good. I just realized 2013 was 11 years ago. Yeah, never yeah. mind. But there is Evil Dead Rise, which is very good. Yeah, and there's like Scream Five was great. Scream Six was pretty good as well. Uh, not to get too political on the podcast, but you know they did they unfairly and unjustly fired the one of the lead actresses off of Scream 6 
off of Scream 7. And quite rightfully, it looks like their whole movie is crumbling for it because everyone left. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see a Scream 7 for quite a while. Honestly, I don't really want one. Because I know you've not seen the sequels yet. No. But every Scream... It's the same with Evil Dead for me. Every Scream and Scream sequel is absolutely brilliant. And every Evil Dead and Evil Dead sequel is absolutely brilliant. So I would rather them kind of do this. Right, let's make one when we have a story. Yeah. In instead of oh these make money, let's make one every year. And that's what has me slightly worried at the fact that we're getting Saw eleven this year. Like they finally mm -hmm. started getting good again with Saw ten. Don't don't release another one already. It could be that they spent quite a lot of time developing a new storyline. So this may just be continuation mm -hmm. of the story. But I haven't seen Saw 10, so I don't know if the story can continue. Saw 10 takes place in between Saw 1 and Saw 2. So, in which case, they could just be doing Saw 2 and Saw 3 next? <laughs> yeah, it looks like what they're going to go for is in between movies just so that they can keep John Kramer in them. In all fairness, he carried those movies. He did. Uh, how old is John Kramer now, though? Uh, the actor Tobin Bell is quite up there, but he uh, seems like see. a great guy. He does. Uh, he has see. some country tunes on Spotify, and they bang. Yeah, I've listened to them. They're actually really good. He's 81 years old. Oh, man. I mean, the actress that plays Amanda's 54 now as well. It's so good. I need to watch Saw X. Um, it's either that or Skinamarink tonight, I think. I Watch Skinamarink tonight. Are you sure? Because Scott, Saw X won't scare you. Saw X can be watched on a work night. Oh, okay. I watch Saw X during the day. Because I knew it wasn't going to be scary. I just wanted to watch like some some mad traps. <laughs> Me and my dad ate dinner while watching Saw X. Oh, I always eat dinner when yeah. watching movies. Like, I was eating dinner when I was watching um, The Ring. It was... <laughs> you weren't while watching Evil Dead 2013, though. No. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you And when the Raw episode comes, don't eat while you're watching Raw. No, I'm going to go out of my way to eat while watching Raw. You will just vomit. Like, nah. You will vomit. No, nah, I just want to have like that little bit of a power move. It's like I, no. I was eating dinner while watching Human Centipede. Did I regret no. it? Yes. No, you will, I... you will be sick. I've nearly been sick every time I watched Raw. It'll be fine. I'll eat oh. chicken. Don't, don't eat chicken. <laughs> don't eat chicken. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, we got a bit sidetracked there, but I can bring us back on track smoothly. And you know. We talked about me and my dad watching Saw X. It was actually him that recommended me to watch Ringu. I can't remember what I'd just watched, but I'd watched a horror film and I was telling him about it. I was like, yo, you should watch this. It was genuinely terrifying. He's like, oh, you won't be scared. It's like, <laughs> okay. And he's like, watch Ringu. And I was like, okay. And he's like, look, Trust me, don't watch the American one. Watch the Japanese one. I was like, okay. And he's like, 
10 times scarier just from the fact it's Japanese. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, <laughs> he's so right, though. <laughs> he's like, well, you know how in like horror films, sometimes if it gets a bit scary, you'll you'll look away or look at your phone or something. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, you can't do that. Subtitles. I was like, oh, fuck, he's right. <laughs> he's right. He's so there right. is some scenes in there where the tension is just so high. You want to look away from the screen for a second. You can't you because can't. the story is so good. It's. I have yet to find a bad Japanese horror, and that worries me. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen many Japanese horror. I've seen a lot of Korean horror. Korean um, horror is good as well. Just Taylor Asian horror sisters. in a like Asian horror as like a genre itself is insanely good. Not quite horror, but old boy, old boy coming soon. Isn't that the really fucked up movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Make sure you don't look it up because you might get it spoiled. And yeah, I made my dad watch it and. He asked me if I was okay. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I don't think any person who is well would recommend anyone to watch this movie. Honestly fair. And then he admitted, he was like, nah, it was actually sick. But what? How do you come up with this? So I just built different. No. Director is unreal. He's so good. He has, he has a few other films that I've been meaning to watch. I feel I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, In that case, movie. we will need to segue back to the movie we're actually reviewing. I will. There's one other Japanese horror I've watched. <laughs> Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. What? It's a Japanese like. A homage to the original Evil Dead movie. Sorry, did you say that title again so I can search it up? Yeah, you heard it right. It's Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. His catchphrase is Sayonara. It actually has pretty good reviews. <laughs> because it's so good. It's so camp. It's so good. Oh, I loved it so much. It oh, doesn't God. take itself seriously in the slightest. The gore in it actually looks pretty Oh yeah, decent. but like, it look at the poster. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster and it's the most... There is a bit where he just like, fights someone with a barbell. It looks like an exceptionally like limp-wristed movie in the best way. Yeah, well I mean like the tagline is the Japanese evil dead. I love that. It's. It's peak. I might have to watch it now. God damn it! But you need to watch Skinnerink tonight. I I will be watching Skinnerink tonight. Because th um, this is this is a comedy. This isn't a horror film. Yeah, my goal tonight is to make like tomorrow morning a living hell. Well, you'll still be awake tomorrow morning. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Anyway, let's get back to the matter at hand. Yes. So. As I was saying, yeah, we were talking about the sound design. Yep. Another thing that I think is better is just the cinematography. It's um, hard to describe, but Ringu isn't shot like a horror film, and that's what makes it scarier. 
Yes, actually, yeah, yeah. Because in the ring, there's so many random ass scenes where it's like, like especially early on, where someone's on the phone and you just keep on getting this weird cut to the hallway and it's like yeah eventually something's going to be down there you don't get that in ringu it's yeah. just something's either going to be there or it's not and, and 99 percent of the time it's not the ring has that horrendous blue hue that horror films yes. seem to enjoy i don't get it and i really don't there, nothing like that in ringu it's just a normal movie which adds to the fear because it's not kind of got that safety you get from a horror film when you see that stuff because you know what to expect. The word I would use to describe um, Ringu's like style as a whole, it's gritty. Yes. I feel like that is a really good word for it because it feels, it has that authenticity to it, but it still hasn't like aged poorly. It's like whiskey. And I think that's, yeah, and it's a call for why practical effects are the way forward in horror. Yeah. Because Ringu holds up better than The Ring does, because The Ring uses CGI that now looks terrible in in one of the scenes. A few of the scenes. But you don't get that problem with Ringu, because it's all practical effects. Speaking of practical effects... I've got a friend, shout out to you, Lily. I know you'll never hear this podcast, but shout out to you. She's actually now, studying... Now we're going to make sure she hears it. Yeah, we'll have to make sure she hears it. But, it's the end um, of this episode. It's a banger. I'll, yeah, I'll send it to Stop, her. Stop, Lily! Like, um, how I met your mother. But she's studying practical effects over in, I believe it's Singapore? Um, and she's shown me a bunch of the, like, the practical effects that she's actually made herself they're actually really damn good and i just wish that like because she's just one person and she's able to make it look like she's got an entire burn on her arm or like there's like horrible oozing cuts and stuff and i really wish that horror movies would take practical effects more seriously because they're just cheaping out with cgi but the practical effects look so real because we've got the resources nowadays to actually do it it's easier to access I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not a horror film, but Greg Nicotero's walk, work on The Walking Dead, say what you want about the quality of that show, but if you go and look up any of the walkers from The Walking Dead, it's absolutely insane. Exactly. Like, I used to love The Walking Dead, and I wish they kept up the quality of the show. Yeah, um, story-wise, I kind of fell off of it, but... yeah. The the visual effects were always insane on that show. Wholeheartedly agree. We just don't um, talk about the deer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you watched far enough to see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. oh. I remember watching that episode live. <laughs> I just burst oh. out laughing. Oh. The time I fell off The Walking Dead was when it became more of a drama than an actual horror show. I stopped where... watching it after Negan stopped being the main villain. Because I, I liked I stopped Negan. just before him. And Negan was real good. And he was the only thing that kind of kept me interested in it post... Like, post-Terminus. Yeah. Because where did I get to? 
I think got... he just got to Negan's town. Yeah, then they got rid of Negan. And then I was oh. like, well, he was the only thing I liked. Aye, aye, aye. Like, oh, he's, is he's... The Walking Dead even finished yet? So The Walking Dead is finished, but there's a bazillion spin-off shows. Oh, that makes sense. See, it's great. Because I know we've mentioned him a lot, but my dad's a big Walking Dead fan. And he watches all of them. So whenever I'm on the phone to him, I'm like, oh yeah, what's what's Walking Dead looking like these days? And I'll get like the lowdown on the plot lens and that. And I'll go, yeah, it still doesn't sound interesting enough to make me want to get back into it. <laughs> but then I started rewatching season one, and that was some fire. It was so good. It's like, because I remember watching it when it was first airing, and it was amazing. So good. And I kept up with it, and then it became mainstream, and like I was able to talk to people about it. I was like, yeah, this is fantastic. Then they came out with the Telltale games. And the games were fantastic. And then suddenly it just fell off. I'm so sad. Really sad about it. Yeah, yeah there's way too many spin-off shows for The Walking Dead now. There is Fear the Walking Dead, which I think is now finished. Mm-hmm. There's The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is now finished. Obviously, there's The Walking Dead, which is now finished. Tales then, of the Walking Dead. Tales of the Walking Dead, I think that's finished. I think that was just a one-off thing. There's The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's getting another season. There's The Walking Dead, I don't know the name of it, but The Maggie and Negan Show. And then there's The Walking Dead Rick and Michonne Show. So there's like, there's still free shows. That that's what kind of made me fall off was when Fear the Walking Dead started. I was like, I don't want to watch two shows. Yeah, because that was the time when like the uh, the CW DC shows were in their prime back then, and I tried keeping up with those. And let me tell you, I want to know how all these grandparents are watching EastEnders and Coronation Street. Yeah, me too. Tr- to be try, trying to keep up with like the the CWDT universe was mad. Well, didn't didn't EastEnders or Riverdale or something? It's one of those shows that are all exactly the same. Um, didn't and EastEnders and Riverdale are not the same in the slightest. They're all the same kind of concept. <laughs> no, of they're not. Down. They're no, all they're... living on the same street. They all go down East to the local pub. No, Riverdale is the one that's based on the Archie comic. What? But yes, it did have aliens in it, I'm pretty sure. EastEnders. They all look the same. They don't. Riverdale. It's all just, oh, dramatic Riverdale is very American. It's just dramatic talking with weird pan of the camera to a river. Tune. I think when I was like when I was trying to watch the 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 CW stuff, you had Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl. You had four shows mm-hmm. that you were that came out every week, hmm. and they all were an hour long. Uh... Daredevil was good. Daredevil was good. I'm kind of hyped for the new Daredevil. I've not seen... I think I finished the first season, and then I just never went back to it, even though I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm hyped for yeah. Deadpool 3, let me tell you. That trailer I, looked gas. I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm not even excited for it. Nah, are you ready to get me, for me to get you excited? Because they did not Disneyify Deadpool. Oh? So there is a scene in the trailer where these guys come to capture him and they have like these hazer rods. Oh yeah, like cattle prods. Yeah, and he goes outside and he goes, is this meant to be threatening? Because I'm no stranger to a good pegging. And then he looks into the camera and goes, mm, but Disney is. <laughs> At that moment, I was like, okay, this has potential. Okay, yeah, that fills me like, with a bit This of is hope. still Deadpool. Oh, I was worried that it was just going to get watered down, but I'm yeah. glad that it's still got a bit of that, I don't know, that weird chaos to it. I mean, the whole Deadpool is chaos because the film only got made because someone leaked the test footage online. And boy, are we glad they did. Yeah, Deadpool 1 and 2 are class movies. Oh, anyway. We, we all do podcasts on them. We do. God, we do. Uh, yes, so before we talk about the differences between Samara and Sadako, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in regards to this movie um the ring was infinitely easier to find than ringu online mm. no it wasn't not for me um ringu is on shutter i don't have shutter <laughs> the ring is available to... nowhere i had to pay three pound fifty to rent it same. I was very upset. It's fine. You'll never have to watch it again. I had it on DVD, but I couldn't find the DVD. Shame on you. But yeah, it, it is now with my collection of trash horror films that we've watched on the podcast. I have physical media of, along with The Descent. Yeah, I, I still stand by the fact that my ending was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's not hard it is not hard in the slightest but anyway so let's go into the comparisons uh, yeah so I don't know since I'm since you've seen The Ring 20, 2002 more than me I don't know do you want to talk about Samara first you talk about her then I can talk about um, Ringu one can do so Samara, for starters, has way too much screen time. Um, you are desensitized to her by halfway through the movie. And they d turned her into CGI at the like final scenes of the movie, which was god-awful. Um, <laughs> and as a whole, she just doesn't seem to have any meaningful story behind her. She keeps on being brought up in this, like interrogation clip and it doesn't teach you anything there's no information that you can like you can gain from anything that is mentioned about samara and it takes away from that fear factor because you don't understand anything and it's not like the oh they're like intentionally withholding things it's more of a they've given us information but we can't do shit all with it an example of this would be Samara killed horse. 
So horse on boat suddenly die. And horses at ranch go crazy? Okay. I don't get it. What's the point? What does it add? It adds nothing. And that kind of sums up everything to do with Samara. All the information you're giving is meaningless. Yeah, it seems like they give you all this information that doesn't really hold any weight. And then they vaguely try and give her a tragic backstory. But they never put any effort into that part. It's just, she killed horses, so they killed her. Yeah. Which is lackluster, to say the least. And I cannot stress enough, Samara crawling out of the TV and walking towards the ex-husband was so laughably bad. It was meant to be this super scary situation, very spooky, ah. And I just sat there eating my English breakfast. Just like, damn, this is really poor CGI. I I did giggle at that, but I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of a giggle. Oh, it was awful. It was so bad. Now, do you want to hear a good ghost story? Absolutely. Anything so, to purge my brain. I'm not going to try and say her name because I feel really bad because I know I'm butchering it every time and I'm saying it differently every time. <laughs> but the story, it kind of, it, it, it does a little uh, shy of surprise because you're kind of led to believe that it's this adult woman mm-hmm. who had kind of mind-reading powers. And that's who you are led to believe is the ghost. And yeah. then in a scene where her husband is, he touches the guy. And this is another thing. The husband in the original has like a kind of bird eye for the supernatural. That's yeah. just not involved at all in the remake. Even though I'd say it plays a pretty big part in the movie. Yep. So while he's doing this, his ex-wife starts getting a vision and it shows you this scene of her, the woman that we've been told about. She's Someone draws a symbol and then she draws a symbol and it's revealed and it's she's drawn the same symbol. Mm-hmm. It's to prove that she can read minds and she does this about ten times in a row and then all the journalists start screaming at her going oh, this is all fake, you're a liar, and they start getting really aggressive with her, and then one of them dies. And then that's when we pan to find out that she has a daughter, and it's the daughter that has done this. Now, this already works a lot better than the American one, because instead of being, she killed horses, and you're not getting a reason for that, you're like, okay, she killed a person, but it was in defense of her mother. Yeah. And, Which made so much more sense. And you also find out the only reason her mother was in that situation is because the person who is her father was exploiting her for money and using her effectively as a carnival roadshow and was going to let people experiment on her. And then at that point, the father kind of just hits her over the head with like a bat and throws her in the well. So you have a lot you have a lot more empathy for her in the Japanese version, I'd say. 
I can't stress enough that in the Japanese version, there is more story, but you have to look into it to get that story. Which yeah. they embrace the whole show, don't tell. And it's as if in the American one, they treated it as if the audience are all morons. And that annoyed me. Yeah. It annoyed me a lot because I struggled to care. But 100%. in the Japanese one, not just because, uh-oh, subtitles have to pay attention. I was actively trying to pay attention because I was like, I don't want to miss anything. I want to understand what's going on. Exactly, yeah. And they even do a lot of show-don't-tell with the rest of her story because in the well, to, instead of doing what they do in the American one of being, oh, she was alive in the well and that's why it's seven days because she survived for seven days in the well. Yeah. It's when they go down into the well, it's covered in scratch marks halfway up, which is such a darker image to have in your mind of this scared little girl trying to claw her way out of the well to the point that her fingernails come off. It's just dark and morbid, and it's what you're looking for in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I just ah, oh, I'm I'm genuinely annoyed at how it was done in the American one. And then there's the scene where when they finally find the body in the well, the character embraces it and kind of treats it like a child. And you're, it's a lot more understandable in the Japanese version. Yeah, because a lot of it feels more like a okay. Here is this character that was treated badly. They are the victim. They yeah. did not deserve any- I'm not saying that Samara in the American one deserved anything, but she's not given anywhere near as much story as in the Japanese one, which makes you kind of... You're like, oh yes, I'm so glad they finally found her body and can put her to rest properly. Well, the really confusing part about that in the American one is that the mother does not give a rat's ass about her son. No. And, um, I think that, and in the Japanese one, since she does... When she saves the body, it's kind of like at the same moment she saved her son. Yeah. And that's why she has that reaction. But she just shows no care for her son throughout the whole film. So it's it's just very confusing that she's willing to hug this like corpse at the bottom of a well. Um when she doesn't even give her son the light of when day. she's on a first name basis with her own child. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, even why? clock that to the end of the film and I burst out laughing. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. And I, but- I genuinely think we watched a different movie from what all the people that have reviewed it have. Because yeah. they're like, oh, it's the greatest horror movie that has come out. I'm like... No. Or, oh, it's infinitely better than the original. It's like, I don't see it. Each to their own, but their opinions are wrong. Yeah, as I say, each to their own, but I think in some some cases it's it's fair to say, no, not each to their own. You're wrong. Yeah, fully agree with you there. But, I just yeah. I never got it. Um, another thing, that's the kind of differences between the ghosts, but the differences in a whole is the well scene is completely different between the two films. In the in the American one, 
as Kyle said in a in a kind of morbidly funny way, a TV falls on her and knocks her into the well. Yeah. Whereas in the Japanese one, they have to drain the well, bucket at a time. And the whole time this is happening, the mother is at the top pulling the buckets out and putting them back down so that he can fill them up. She can see the daylight to her right, and she knows that when it hits night, that's her seven days. Yep. So It adds that level of tension, because at any moment you're thinking, okay, so he can die at any moment here. That's kind of spooky. But also, some bitch is going to come out of that water any second now. Yeah. And it keeps on building up and building up and building up. And it's fantastically done. And you get that scene where she drops the bucket in and he's like, wait, he's like, come on, are you trying to kill me? But then when he gets up to the top, he realizes that it's that she has just passed out from exhaustion. Because, I mean, the sun was up at the start, it's down at the end. You can imagine they've been trying to, for at least an hour, potentially more, cart buckets and buckets and buckets of water out of this well. Exactly. Ah, man, I don't... The one thing, I know I keep on saying this is the last thing for the podcast and then talking more. One thing that I did find really strange is stuff like that where they completely change the well scene, right? Mm -hmm. But then other parts of the movie are shot for shot identical. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Like when the kid walks into his dad in the street in the rain, exact same. And then when she's out on the balcony while he's watching the video, exact same. Yeah. I just... I wish I understood what the logic was behind um, what scenes they kept and removed, because it made no sense to me. Yeah, It just felt like they've rolled the dice. Yeah. I, I don't know if the person that made this wanted to make this. That's a very big accusation, and I don't mean anything by it. But it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it was a case of, I love this movie, and I would love to make it for American audiences. It's more of a, there's a studio going, we need someone to make this for American audiences. Yeah. I just, I wish they just made it like for like. Yeah, um, I think there's a. This is a wider problem in Hollywood, and especially with horror as a whole, is that there seems to be an American fascination with remaking foreign films instead of just watching a foreign film. Yeah, I think it's because there's like a very large aversion to subtitled movies. Yeah. Um, subtitled movies are often seen as inferior. Like, why would I read when I could just listen? Um, but, I don't know. Right, I've got a list up here to take a look at some of the worst American remake of a non-English movie. I will preface okay. this by saying the only example I can think of that is semi-good is kind of the current situation that Godzilla is in right now. Okay. Where you have the Japanese making your. I don't, this sounds pretentious, but I'm trying. I can't think of a better way to put it. You have the Japanese making your thinking man's Godzilla movie. You know, mm-hmm. where there's a, there's a message there. I've I've not seen minus one yet, but I've heard a lot of it is kind of like an allegory for the horrors of nuclear war, 
Yeah. And then you have the Americans Godzilla break stuff, fight with King Kong. Both of those are perfectly fine movies, and neither of them are trying to be each other. Yeah. And that is the perfect kind of way I think it's sitting, because you you appease both fan bases whilst not ruining the other one. Yeah, because if you're wanting like I'm not of like averse to Big Thing punch other big thing. I love Pacific Rim. It is the most brainless movie. And that's what like the American Godzilla is like. It's just big thing fights other big things. Sometimes you want to turn your brain off and see two big things punch each other. Exactly. There's and nothing wrong with that. There is genuinely nothing wrong with that. We're not hating on that. No, I've, um, I love I've seen all the Mission Impossible Godzilla. movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're sorted. Like big thing. I'm I'm eight movies deep into watching all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yes, <laughs> and we've both seen all the saws apart from ten for you. We we are fans of turn your brain off and see, like entertaining. Yeah. Movie. So, and but so a film needs to realize it is that. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've watched anime. Like it's all brainless. Well, not all brainless, but a lot of it is brainless. It's just funny, haha, I am OP. Um, but it's, I was looking for more out of the ring. That's like my general take from that, is that I was looking for more. Yeah, I think that's completely... I was expecting more as well, just from the level of the reviews. Yeah. I was expecting... I don't know if I was expecting something scarier, but I was at least expecting a kind of a different take, but this wasn't a different take. This was a... Yeah. It's the same movie, but just not done as well. Yeah. And I'm still still trying to wrap my head around all of the reviews about it. Because I genuinely think we watched a different movie. Yeah. Actually, looking at it, I've not watched any kind of remakes of foreign movies. I've only watched the original foreign movies. But two here that stand out to me incredibly are the movie Quarantine, which is a remake of the Spanish, I want to say, movie Wreck. Let me just double check mm -hmm. that. Uh, but Wreck is an incredible found footage movie. Okay. Probably up there for one of my favorite found footage. It's I kind don't of a, think I've seen it. It's about this Yeah, so it is Spanish. It's about this news reporter who's doing a, a piece on the local firefighters and they get called out to a job and she follows them and then the building they're in gets put into lockdown and which is mm -hmm. why I'm assuming they call the remake quarantine. It's incredible. But quarantine, quarantine. There's an Amer the yet, yeah. and the other one is Old Boy. There is a American version with Josh Brolin. I don't. I think I'm gonna make myself sit through it for when we do the podcast on Old Boy. Okay. I'll be the one that takes one for the team. Ooh. Because. There's stuff in the... 
I'm judging a book by its cover here a hundred percent, and I will admit that. Because there is stuff in the Japanese film that I don't think they would do in an American movie. Such as I can't say. Oh uh, okay. Such as the entire film. <laughs> now you know what I think you should do? Hmm. After this podcast, go watch Old Boy. The Japanese the Korean one. Okay. It's brutal. How much am I going to question your sanity after it? No, you won't, because you will have the exact same reaction as everyone that I know who has watched this. Of that, huh? That's not me not knowing how to speak for the podcast. That is my reaction to the film, of just Ooh. kind of a, I don't have any words, but oh my, that was amazing. Okay, okay. You've caught my interest. I'm still going to watch Skinnamarink. Um, but I'll watch Old Boy as well. I'd do Old um, Boy first. Yeah, I'm going to do Old Boy while it's still light out. Yeah, it's not scary. Um, but Old Boy has probably one of the most iconic fight scenes, I want to say. You might not have seen the scene before, but as soon as you see the scene... That sounds weird, doesn't it? That is a bit of a weird way of describing it. <laughs> as soon as that. you see it, you will kind of be able to go, oh, I now know all of those things that I've seen were homages to that, which is the oh. hallway scene with the hammer, which is just beautifully done. Okay. Okay. You've piqued my interest. But yeah, it's... Well, I, I can't. Yeah, there's no words. Oh, you're tripping over your words here just thinking about it. Must I be a good to, one. I've never had, heard you I had that to much pause over the film. Well, not pause the film. I had to take like a good 10 minutes to compose myself after the film. Oh, shit. Okay. You kind of like figure out what I'm assuming it's subtitled. Yes. Perfect. Oh, and I the film subtitles. leaves you in the dark for you feel like the main character in the film. It's great. Hmm. That'll be a weird one, because I haven't seen many movies pull that off. It Oh, it hits. Because the whole... I, this is no spoilers at all. This is the plot synopsis, is that this guy was kidnapped and held prisoner for 15 years. He escapes. And now he wants to find out why. Okay. But you find out with him. Oh. And that's what makes it great, is that there isn't a scene of, look, these are the people kidnapping him, this is why. No, you see it from his, not from his perspective in a first person sense, but you're following him. You don't know why it happened either. Okay. And that's what makes it so good. Okay, yeah, you've completely sold me on this and watching it tonight. What were we talking about before we started talking about Old Boy? Um, the comparisons between the ghost. Samara and Sudoku. Yes. Yeah, the well scene. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember how much we talked about it. Um, essentially, we'd gotten to the point where 
Yeah, I the... talked about how I talked yeah. about the Japanese one about how she crawls out and everything. Yeah. Then yeah, you mentioned it about how you just you mentioned it to me beforehand. You want to talk about the water? <laughs> oh God! Like, what is up with the water pushing out nails in the American version? And like the marble, the marbles doing things. <laughs> right. Like, it, Am it I crazy, no or did the marbles create an arrow pointing to the well? See, I thought it looked like a, like I don't know, the shape of an American state. <laughs> I had no idea what they were trying to signify. So the fact that they managed to figure out, oh, we're meant to like look underneath where the marbles are, is beyond me. Well, I no, I think forever. I will. I will. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I will say something in defense of the movie. Uh huh. I think it was to kind of indicate that the floor was hollow because the well was under there. Yeah. That was the idea I got of that. Was that the marbles went that way because the floor was uneven. Well, that makes sense, but why did they all roll around as if they were possessed? Yeah, that's what made no sense to me. When the scene started, I was like, okay, that's what's happening. And then it looked like to me they made an arrow, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was very much in the what the fuck stage for a good, well, entirety of the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, to, I, to, yeah. to give the fans some insight, I'm going to hop over to our Facebook chat so that I can read out some messages that happened as the two of us were watching this. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I wish I understood. I really do. So, my first message about two minutes in was, I'm not going to have good things to say about this. Fuck me, it's pissing me off already. It has none of the mysteries of the Japanese movie. Why do they let Americans touch foreign movies? <laughs> and then you hit me with the, just started, I'm hating it already, completely ruined. And then I go, uh, Ring is just so much better. And you go, yes, that ruined my night in a good way. And then you mentioned about the 3 a.m. screaming. And then the only interesting thing about the film is when you hit me with the the layout of this chick's house is weirdly similar to the one in Scream. It was, though, which was really weird. Oh. I don't know if it's just, like, the most bog-standard American household or what, but, like, it looked exactly the same. There was the, around the 54-minute mark, there was the, I'm somewhat enjoying it now. Yeah, I can't remember what part that and was. And then about five minutes later, there was the, uh, I'm struggling again. Yeah. I don't remember. I think that was when they were doing some shenanigans with um, videotapes. I was like, this is kind of neat. I think my favorite part of all the messages was me going to, damn, horse on the boat. And then, a minute, the boat. And then a minute later, oh, Horse no longer on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still don't understand why that scene was in the film. I don't know either. I'm fairly convinced that they just wanted to add some horse gore. Like, oh yeah, horse get blended in boat turbines. Huzzah. That's all I really gathered from it. Yeah, I think that's all that you can really gather from it. Oh, I hate that you're not wrong with that statement. 
not wrong at all. And that really annoys me because I wanted to love this movie. I really did. But Ringu is just so much better in every conceivable way. Right. You know what? I think we, we should stop talking about these films. I think we've said all we can say. Yeah. But Otherwise, I it'll just be us bitching about I it. I don't want to end the podcast on a downer note. I want to I wanna leave it on a great note, you know? Okay. I want to... Let's talk about... We can each do kind of like a top five of foreign horror films that we love, you know? Give the, give the um, viewers at home something to oh. watch. Oh, God. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here, and I'm putting myself on the spot, because I yeah. just thought of this two seconds ago. Oh, no. Okay. Give me a second. You go first. Right. Um, We're not, not including Ringu, because for both of us, it's going to be on that top five list, I'm guessing. Yeah, mine will be third place, I think. Um, so I'll do one at a time. Yeah, one like at a time pong. actually works. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, it's no surprise. Number one for me is Raw. Um, hashtag alive. It's not number one for me, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, number two for me is going to be Wreck, to be honest. Um, I saw The Devil. Wait a minute. I think that is. Um, let me just check. Two seconds. I think I have a fun tidbit for you. Ooh. Bit of tid. Um, let's see what other ones were there. Uh, oh, there's one that like I don't know if you've seen it though, but it would definitely be on both of our lists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guon, the Grudge. I've not seen. I've not seen the Grudge yet. Oh, dude. Oh. The fucking gurgling noise so, from that demon. Jesus. Main character in I Saw the Devil. Mm -hmm. The guy that plays Kyung Chul. Yep. Main character in Old Boy. Oh, really? Yep. Ooh. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> right, so I'll do two in a row to make it up, because you're on three and I'm on two right now. Okay. Number three is a film called Terrified, which perfectly describes how I felt watching it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah. uh, terrifying. I, subtitled horror just is so much scarier because you can't look away. I agree. I want to look away so that I'm not scared. Um, right. I watch too many horror films. I'm struggling to remember right now. See, I've got one cooking, I've and got, I think it's one you would actually enjoy. I've got 255 horror films on my letterbox that I've watched recently. Um, ah, Argento, Suspiria, number four, the original from 1977. Ah, I was wondering when that one would come out. I, for some reason, completely blanked that that's an Italian film. Because it's in English. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I would say The Wailing. Oh, I've been you've been telling me to watch that one for a while. It's actually it's got a like now this is a horror movie, right? Rotten Tomatoes, ninety nine percent. 
Ooh. Yeah. Like, because I just watched The Wailing and I was like, oh, yeah, that was like really, really, really good. And I was like, I wonder how many people have actually seen this. Apparently, it's quite popular and it's got like really good reviews as well. And it just completely blindsided me because I'd never heard of it before. So, is that five from you? Uh, so, I've got what? The Wailing, hashtag alive. Um, the Grudge. The Grudge. That's only. Oh, I saw the devil. I've got four. And then I've done raw. Terrified. Suspiria. Wreck. So I, we both need one more. Okay. Um. I'm. Hmm. I, I. I'm not gonna put another Argento movie on there because I feel like that's unfair. Because I could do a top five of just his films. Oh, what's that movie called? Oh, I watched it a while ago. Um. Oh, what was it? A Tale of Two Sisters. That's my fifth one. It's really good. Uh, what was it? Oh, this is going to annoy me. Because I know, like, the general premise. It's all about um, receiving a phone call. Oh, call. It's called call. As we're um, saying now, this is why you need to start using Letterboxd. Well, I'm just going to read, like, the little blurb for you. So, connected by phone in the same home, but 20 years apart, a serial killer puts, a wo- an, an, puts another woman's past and life on the line to change her own fate. That sounds interesting it's really confusing but it's really good i'm also gonna drop an honorable mention because i just forgot about this one audition is a wild movie is it because i've heard things about it audition is a wild movie um there's also uma oh i've been yeah, I saw it that. It has really shit reviews. I saw that, saw that it had bad reviews, and saw that it was an Amazon Prime original. Ah, uh, okay, that's a shame, because I've, I've not seen it. Oh, wait, I've no, it's it. not. It's on Netflix. I must be um, thinking of a different film. What was that other one? There was an honorable mention that I've got. Uh, where is it? It's an American one, though. But it's based around like um, a Spanish like folklore. It's the Curse of La Llorona. Nah, no, no way, no way you're dropping the Curse of La Llorona in there. Nah, the, I enjoyed the, it. The Conjuring spin-off. Yeah, it was actually like it's sitting on a one fat one point nine here. No way, because that shit got me. Like, yeah, a lot of cheap jump scares. But I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what? We have 50% of our viewers are in America. Did you know that? Really? So th- I'm going to say a British film because it'll be foreign to them. Hey. His house on Netflix is, Netflix is absolutely spectacular. His house? Yeah. 
Oh, um, I'll give you a little description here. After making a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, a young refugee couple struggle to adjust to their new life in a small English town that has an unspeakable evil lurking beneath the surface. Ooh. It's so good. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's just so good. Okay. You've got me interested. Um, what was that really old one? Uh, it was an Asian horror movie. It was quite old. Uh, Pulse? Oh, I've I think, heard that one as well. I think it was Pulse. Um, it's very hit or miss. You either love it or hate it. Have you ever seen Ghost Stories? I've seen it advertised quite a few times. And I've just British never film, bothered. It's so good. It's really good. Uh, the Strangers as well is really good. Um, what's the other one? I can't think. I'm nope, just looking at all, me. all my favorite horror now. You know which one was surprisingly good that I expected was going to be absolute trash? You ever see The Do Boy? Tell. Uh, the boy? No, I don't think so. It was good. It was good. I've not watched it in a while, so it might not hold up, but it was good when I watched it. And of course, you've seen it as well. The Ritual classic. Oh, The Ritual Such is good so one. good. I kind of need to rewatch it because when I originally watched it, I was drunk. That's rude. It's not rude, because I thoroughly enjoyed it and it scared the hell out of me. Terrifier is classic as well, and I kind of want to make Scott watch it, and I kind of don't want to make Scott watch it. I think we need to resign to the fact we're going to struggle to get Scott to watch horror movies. No, we're not. It'll just cost us watching, like, Rom Legacy. And I mean, we all know you love Tron Legacy. I feel like someday I need to read out my entire review. Your people. review is way too harsh. It's not. Like, it is. I thought it was too harsh, and then I read over it again, and I was like, was it that bad? I rewatched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, it was that bad. The words aren't too harsh, but your score is. That was my problem with it. Um... But there's one like line in it that I feel like sums up the entire movie. Let me just log in. Uh, what's my username on Letterboxd again? Billy Ramen. Thank you. Uh, what's my password? <laughs> <laughs> Call me to read that as well. Uh, your credentials don't match. It's probably attributable to human error. Letterboxed, please. <laughs> ben roasted. What do you mean that's the wrong password? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but I think I said something akin to watching a bunch of stoners try to find Doritos in their kitchen would be more enjoyable. Right. You know what? I'm on the app right now. Let me go to your account. It was a very scathing review, I will admit. However, it captured my feelings that I felt just after watching it pretty well. 
you need to get back onto this because your recent activity is past lives and kung fu panda very <laughs> very stark differences yeah. um, um oh i can just use it on my phone there we go do 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 this is such so many paragraphs i can only apologize struggling to find there's a weird paragraph where you just compare it to pan man <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i thought that was fitting there's so many words i can only apologize review yeah i think you made up the doritos line to be honest there's no it's there somewhere remotely close to that Ah, surely not. Well, if I Let me check. Yeah, I've typed in joy, and it's only in there once. And it's for something. Uh, no, I found it. Um, you're just left there sitting wondering, is there anything with a modicum of urgency going to happen, or are they all just going to wander around the grid like a bunch of stoners trying to find Doritos in the kitchen? Hell, I'd actually rather watch that instead. Exactly! <laughs> Or better yet, I'd watch a movie of substance, Pan Man. <laughs> See, that's where your review falters in my eyes. It just does have that, like, one million, like, just one minute of, like, madness, and then the rest of the paragraphs are back to normal. God did no. Pan Man dirty. I agree. He gave it a half star. That's because Scott has no taste. We know this. I gave, I feel like I gave it a very fair free. And you gave it a very biased five. Uh, maybe a little. But I can respect it, you know what? You have your BT horrors that you love. I have mine. <laughs> Pan Man's like E-tier. No. Panman no, is not this is, this is an argument best had um later, I would think, where I can actually shout and swear at you. Panman isn't B tier though, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Hard we'll, call it, we'll call it C tier. C for classic. Yeah. Well it's it's just it's that because like B tier is still like there's some budget there, you know? It's a cult classic. It's Sure. For like the 20 people that have seen it, it's a cult classic. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, it, we should probably it, wrap things up. It, it was entertaining to watch, and I will say that much. Good. I enjoyed my time watching it. and I like it the same way I'm liking these Friday the 13th movies. It's just a little bit of madness. I just, I watched Jason sucker punch a man's head clean off. I mean, that's what you're looking for in a movie. And I was rolling on the ground laughing. I can't explain, but it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> because it just went clean off. For fuck's sake. Like, there was no gore. <laughs> man just came off. <laughs> like he punched a mannequin. 
knowing oh. the budget for those movies, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. The the best part is that this one is called Jason Goes to Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you might be thinking, where do they take Jason after Manhattan if there's still two more movies to go? It could be like the moon or some shit. Well, Jason, uh, Friday the 13th Part 9 is Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. And then Friday the 13th 10 is actually called Jason X, which has in the year 2455. Old Earth is now a contaminated planet of aban- abandoned for centuries. A brown world of violent storms, toxic landmasses, and poisonous seas. Yet humans have returned to the deadly place they once fled, not to live, but to research the ancient rusting artifacts of the long-gone civilizations. But it's not the harmful environment that could provide fatal for the intrepid young explorers who have just landed on Old Earth. For them... It's Friday the 13th, and Jason lives. For fuck's sake. He's in space! For fuck's sake. It's set 400 years in the future, and he's in space. Uh, Tell me that's not going to be a classic. No, I'm going to tell you that sounds like hot trash. No, but it sounds like good hot trash. No, <laughs> just in hot the trash. same way that do you want to know what else is good hot trash? Freddy uh-huh. versus Jason. No. Yes. I have to disagree. Like, I have a buddy that's like obsessed with Friday the Thirteenth, and he would heavily disagree with you and probably shout at you for saying that that was a good movie. Oh no, Freddy versus Jason isn't a good movie. Okay. It's hot trash, but it's enjoyable hot trash. Eh, fair enough. Be- because the story is just so just non-existent. Because uh... Freddy is trying to use Jason to kill people for him so that he can come back. But then Jason finds out and goes to the dream dimension to kill Freddy. And it's really funny because Freddy is like a wisecracker. You know, he's he's dropping jokes. Jason doesn't say it. Lost me. That's why it's good. <laughs> you just sit there and watch. Uh... That's all I've got to say on it. Just, uh. It's fun. Each it, to their own. I will it's, say, don't worry. Because there is a Friday the 13th this year. And I will at least. You might not enjoy it, but it, it will be an entertaining movie that I pick. Oh, I thought you were just meaning the day. No. <laughs> I will pick an entertaining Friday the 13th for us to watch. Not not the one where they gave the main character superpowers. That franchise just sounds like they all took a bunch of crack. He dies at the end of every single movie and then comes back. So what's the point in killing him? Like in one of them, he comes back because the guy was like, I want to make sure he's dead. 
and then stabs him with like a big stick. And then lightning hits the stick and resurrects him. I don't know so, if you're trying to sell me this movie or just keep me away from it. <laughs> no, that one was quite good. In what world? Because it didn't have a main character that that had telekinesis in it. Because in the next one, the main character has telekinesis. Because at the end of the one where they resurrect him with lightning, they tie him up to a rock and chuck him in the in the lake. Okay. But then the telekinesis one, she's trying to bring back her dead dad, who was abusive, so I don't know why she's trying to bring him back. But then she like tries to use her brain powers to resurrect someone who's been dead for like 20 years, and it, and it just loosens the chains a bit, and then Jason comes. You know what? Fair enough. It's the worst one by far. It's worse than the first one. There's one that's really good as well, but it's not even Jason. It's just someone pretending to be Jason so that they can stab some people. Which Joel, was... you're really not selling this franchise. Well, no, like that film was quite good, but I was quite glad it wasn't Jason because if it was Jason, he was he was going to be quite out of line in that one because it was like a halfway house for mentally ill people before they went back into society, and I was like, that's just a bit far, Jason. Can't be, can't be attacking this. But it wasn't Jason. Because that usually okay. goes after the camp counselors, but like he was just trying to kill someone I'd like PTSD. Okay. Um I think we need to cut it there. <laughs> Otherwise we're just gonna end up arguing. Don't worry, one day we'll do an episode on all ten movies. Over my dead body. You nearly agreed to doing that for today's episode. Nearly, nearly. And then I realized that I have things that I actually want to do with my holiday. <laughs> Well, no, I also realized that I wasn't going to be able to fit in another four of those movies. Yeah. Because I've still not finished watching the eighth one yet. I'm like... I stopped watching it last night when the guy got his head sucker punched off so that I could watch Ringu. Oh, Ringu was good. But anyway, we need to close off. Yes. So... I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, all being well, Scott will be back on... On, on well, next week for you guys and we will be doing an episode on a film I'm not going to name in case it doesn't happen yeah we have I a bad s- habit <laughs> we, you might notice if you listen to the Evil Dead episode that there's a random cut in it and I cut about a solid 20 minutes of me and Kyle discussing and picking what film we were going to do for this week's episode and I'm so glad I cut it because it wasn't this film <laughs> Yeah, I can't even say that Joel is the problem anymore because I also changed my mind quite literally last minute. <laughs> you changed your mind the minute we hit stop recording. You're like, right, this is the film we're watching. Come here next week for it. And then afterwards you're like, actually, actually yeah. we could watch that. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. However, we got there in the end. We did indeed. And hopefully you'll tune back in next Saturday. 
next Friday even. Uh, there's some plans in the near future for some intriguing Instagram reels, so keep an eye out for them. Yep. They're surprisingly oh. difficult. Oh, have you, did you start trying to do the silly goofy dude one? Yeah. Um, so just so everyone has a bit of excitement to look forward to. Um, I've been brushing off my non-existent animation skills and been trying to animate cute little shorts for us for Instagram Reels. I might, I might ask if I can get a little sneak preview once we finish recording this. Um, I have absolutely no content to show because I've just been trying to get the um, animation software working. <laughs> this man works in IT, by the way. I work in IT and I can't get the fucking animation software to work. <laughs> it's having licensing issues. Then pay for it. I did. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I was put on like tech support hold for about two hours and I was like, fuck this. Oh no. So I'm just going to charge back, go find some like open source and work with that instead. That is incredibly valid. Anyway, this has nearly been a two hour episode. Yes. But I feel so... like it's been a good one. I would agree. I feel like the new format's really cooking and I'm excited to get Scott in on it as well. I feel yes. like even though these episodes are still as long as they used to be, there's a lot more content in these ones because we're not spending a good hour going, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Do you agree? I I do agree, yeah. Nice. Ooh. So, with that said, yeah. I hope you all have a pleasant day, evening, and all that. Myself included. I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. That was a bit weird. Your tone of voice was a bit bizarre. I don't know. My brain is falling asleep right now. It is quarter to ten in the evening. We started this recording an hour late. I've been up since 8am. I know that doesn't sound bad, but I like sleeping. I've been up since like 3pm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have a <laughs> world of fun next week going back to work. In the good way or bad way? <laughs> In a bad way, because you're going to have to try and rejig your sleep schedule. Oh, I can fix it in a day. Just pull an all-nighter. Easy. I think you should do that tonight, then. So that you uh, don't possibly. break your sleep schedule and are completely tired when we're trying to record on Sunday. That'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? We could have a repeat of you in the Pan Man episode. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Where you said about ten words and it's still our most viewed episode. Because it was the first one. And our boy Tim listened to it. Yeah, I'm honestly like surprised that, that just that episode in general, it was such a dumpster fire. Yeah, because me and Kyle, me and Scott had only seen the film once, and you were like, yeah, so uh, I ran out of time and didn't watch the movie. <laughs> and we weren't prepared to host it, so we were trying to figure out a host on the fly. Oh, well. We have I learned say, from our lessons. Do you want to know some interesting stats? Absolutely. Two out of three of the top three episodes were hosted by yourself. 
Oh, it's clear that I am just. The it Uber would technically host. be free for free, but you didn't host Panman. Because it's Panman, then Lilo and Stitch, then Sinister. Oh, happy days. Shout out Sinister, our boy Joe came on for that one. Watch the dead meat kill count, and I'm trying to convince him to come back on for a film that you'll actually watch. Get one for like um, <laughs> old boys or something. Oh! That's what you and Scott should do when I'm not here. What, Billy Scott? Not Scott. The other no, one. you could watch the League of Legends shorts and discuss them. Um, that would be a bit weird. Because that would just be us, like... No, that could be interesting, actually. You could talk about the story and all that. The lore... Because like I was half thinking about that with the Overwatch ones because they're so incredibly well made and they have actual good stories in them. Okay, we'll need because to think on this a bit more before yeah, we commit. I I know I just thought it'd be a fun idea for you two to do without me. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But anyway, yeah, this is the fifth time we said we're ending it. This time we actually are because I'm hovering over the stop recording button. I've been Joel. I've been Kyle. This has been Three Idiots in a Movie, and we hope you enjoyed. <laughs>